As always, I am one of your hosts, Touche, and joining me this week is, well, just the regular crew. We, uh, <laughs> our special anniversary cast didn't quite pan out, and so, uh, well, we're still going to try to do something with that <laughs> in the future, but it's it's hard to get uh, to get everybody together. So uh, joining me are uh, Tommy, Eric, and Sean, as usual. How's everybody doing? Doing fine in this brand new year in this brand new world. I am. It is I, Gene Blanc. <laughs> I hope you're ready for an unforgettable luncheon. And uh, oh boy. So uh, so Tommy, is it a uh, new year and a new you? Uh, it's a new year, new me probably. It's Leon Blanco. No 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 no. El Hermano <laughs> Leon. It's like, why not? Go go to distance. I mean, I guess, Tommy, you're technically already Tommy Calvo, so. Damn. <laughs> 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 he shaves his head. Yeah, I do. I do. So. I thought I you were do. always Calvo. So, that's my secret, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> no, ultra instinct Calvo. Sure, um, I- I'll take that one. <laughs> and with that, uh, once again, this is the All Fiction Podcast. Every week, we touch on what we find interesting in the world of anime, video games, TV, and all of that other crazy, nerdy, weeaboo stuff that Sean loves. Um, I do love it. Um. This week is a still a sort of a special episode. We are going to be talking about our top anime and games from 2017. And then we're going to give you a quick rundown on what we are looking forward to slash watching in the winter anime season. So this is uh, sort of our year in review, I guess is the best way to put it. And... Uh, we we've got some uh some interesting stuff in terms of uh news as well so we'll go ahead and knock that out really quick um with our uh news portion uh long time listeners may have noticed that uh we kind of go in and out of the consistency of that so we're going to try to uh have a short and concise news portion at the beginning of the cast just to get that uh get that taken care of and uh Whenever there are important news items or items that we 
feel passionate about like uh gohan blanco uh so uh (laughs) that's a that kind of works as a segue into our first news item uh this week it was announced that uh dragon ball super will be coming to an end at least in its current form uh for those of you who may not have kept up with the show Go, uh, Dragon Ball Super. I just about said Gohan Blanco. Uh, <laughs> Dragon, Dragon Ball Super. Oh, so that's what they're replacing it with. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball Super uh, started after the release of the uh, Resurrection of F uh, movie, uh, which itself was a sequel to the Dragon Ball Battle of the Gods, which kind of, uh, I guess, was the rebirth of Dragon Ball as a franchise, at least in uh, anime and manga form. And uh, the the first half of the series was a recap of both of those movies, and then it went into new original content. It has continued like that uh, up until this point, and we are currently in an arc that has been going on for, I don't want to, I don't know, quite a while. I would say about six months, if not longer than that. Mm. And I think yeah. it probably like beat Namek's record. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, uh, it, uh, but the current arc is about to come to an end. And with that, they have announced that that will be the end of the series. Some people speculated that that would be the case, uh, given that, uh, they, they did say that this arc would be ending soon. And the fact that the time slot that Dragon Ball Super is in was, uh, going to be allotted to a new show. And uh, both of those things ended up being true. So they also have a movie in the works that uh, will be some form of continuation of Super. And then I assume after that, then they will uh, evaluate how they want to proceed with the uh, the anime, if it's going to continue, if it's not going to. It's uh, it's done very well for uh, uh, for them, and especially in the West... And I guess we'll see how things work out. And the manga is still ongoing. It is, and so they ha- they haven't announced in that the manga will be ending. So who knows? Maybe that will continue on. Uh, the uh, the manga of Super has actually been uh, written by uh, uh, shoot, I forget his name. Anyway, he he was one of uh, Toriyama's assistants, um, hmm. and. Uh, the manga has been, uh, at least in my opinion, considerably better than the anime has been because uh, he's done a pretty good job at uh, taking care of the weird uh, plot holes and inconsistencies that the anime has had. One really big issue that Super had was uh, there wasn't a lot of like pre-planning that went into the series. Um, I think that uh, <laughs> they just kind of started and it's everything's just been kind of flying by the seat of their pants for a while but it's you know it's been enjoyable um the quality in terms of the animation has been very inconsistent but uh there have been a few gems spread throughout especially in the uh i would say within like the past like 20 episodes uh they they finally have ironed out most of their quality issues though they still crop up here and there um, but I don't know. I, I'll be uh, sad to see it go, I guess. But on the other hand, uh, 
I, I don't think that it's truly ending. It, you know, and maybe they'll come back and it, it won't be called Super. It'll be some new continuation. But I don't think that we're done with Dragon Ball. I think that it's uh, too popular, makes them too much money. And, uh, <laughs> it has for uh, for decades. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, so, yeah. So um, I guess we we'll, we will see. Strange timing, considering what's coming up. Well, you know, I don't think that it. That's the thing too. Is I, I feel like they don't have the uh, the best planning done for any of this stuff. But with Dragon Ball Fighters coming out, there's still quite a bit of the anime left. You know, it's not ending until March. And uh, if you look at the uh, the performance of the show in the West, obviously a lot of people prefer to watch the the dub. Which you know, whatever. Not, uh, but it, the well, the cast is you know it is. You mean you don't like the and it's been showing on uh, on Toonami, so uh, and apparently it's been doing pretty well on there as well. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, next news item, we'll let uh, our boy Sean fill us in. Of course. It's the only news item that matters. It is a new Lupin series, part five, come in this spring, so in April. Really? Okay, I didn't realize it was that soon. Yes, I'm very happy it's coming soon. Um, I'm a little disappointed it's the same color jacket, still blue, but I think they did that just because it's like pretty much the same staff as part four. So, is... so it's kind of like, I feel like it's more a continuation. Okay, that's that. what I was going to ask if it was. Well, part four was great, though, so... Yes, it was. So if they maintain the same quality that they did in Part 4, I'll be very happy with Part 5. Um, so this one's taking place in France, and they're kind of like highlighting the fact that it's modern. Oh. Now, I always had an impression that Lupin mm. was always kind of modern. I didn't really have... I, I didn't really see it like take place that much early on, really. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it kind of had like a... Well, especially the older series had like that 60s, 70s kind of vibe to it. Oh, yeah, but part four felt like it was yeah, it, in a present Yeah, it felt modern enough, at least, you know. Yeah. But, I don't know, it looks like it, they're kind of highlighting the fat, like, I mean, that he'll use the like a lot more technology with the way he does his uh, thieving, I guess, so, like, the internet and hmm. more gadgets and mobile devices, which I felt like he always kind of had, really. Yeah. Like, he had some gadgets. Especially, like, with the... like you said, in part four, there, I mean, I don't know. Like he wasn't like out there browsing the internet, but he was. There was still modern technology. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, they released a poster, and it kind of shows Lupin wearing a monocle, and I guess the guy next to him is the villain, who kind of looks like Lupin a little bit. It's his long lost his brother. It's not his dad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Lupin Black. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Uh, so yeah, very much looking forward to this. Uh, I think this will definitely be one of the highlights for 2018. Where did Part Four take place? In Italy. Italy. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. I didn't want to say it and be wrong. Man, Part Part Four was so good. I everything they've been doing with Lupin over the past few years has been great. I'm I'm so happy yes. with with that series, man. I would have never thought that in, you know, the twenty teens we would be getting all this great Lupin content, but hey, 
Have they dubbed that? Dubbed it? Yeah. They they yeah, have actually. Yeah. yeah, and they had the they brought back the cast that's, from the uh, yeah that's the original dub cast yeah. at least in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I I yeah, liked I the dub for Lupin. Huh. All right. I'm curious. I actually haven't watched any of the dub of the of part four. I I want to. I actually want to check that out. Are they showing that on Toonami? I think they were. Yeah, that would make sense if they did. I don't know how well it did, mm. but I feel like when they aired the original Lupin, they where the dub was done in such like a comedic fashion that they kind of treated it not quite as seriously. Well, I felt like the the older ones were always kind of comedic. In That's a way. true. That's true. Exactly. I mean, 2015 still had, uh, you know, a decent amount of comedy. It did. It, it wasn't like it wasn't like Fujiko. Meeting yeah, Fujiko was dark. like all serious all the time. Right. But but it, it was definitely it had a good mix of it had like a serious and lighter tone. It re- it really found a, a good balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Man, if they can keep that animation style up, I will watch anything that they put out i saw a trailer for it uh earlier today so it looks like they they managed to keep the quality that's good that's good awesome well our next news item is uh i guess a a positive news item even though i i guess (laughs) i mean yeah i'd say so because yeah so uh we found out I guess at the end of last week, that uh, Amazon's anime streaming service, Anime Strike, was going to be uh, closing, for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, anime Strike, for those of you that do not know, was a add-on service that you could get if you were an Amazon Prime member that uh, would give you access to streaming anime, um, simulcasts, so on and so forth. The uh, the big issue that the majority of people had with Anime Strike was the fact that you had to be a Prime member to get access to this and then pay an additional fee on top of your Prime membership. Right. Um, Tommy, were you able to find out exactly how much that was? Uh, I think it was an extra five bucks. Five bucks, okay. So Amazon Prime, for those not familiar, is... Uh, either $100 a year or, I think, $10 a month right now, which may be changing soon. I don't soon. know what it is monthly. Um, That's what it is monthly? I think it is. I think it's $10 a month. Um, okay. I do by the year. So sure. I, Yeah, I do too. So if you were going to do Anime Strike, it would be an additional $5 a month. So if you're paying monthly, that would be $15 a month. Um, yearly, I guess they would just... I don't. I don't know exactly how they would charge you on that. Anyway... Uh, people were not too happy about it, and uh, Amazon, being Amazon, had a lot of money to throw around, and they were able to get the uh, the licenses to a lot of uh, more sought-after anime. And as such, you really only had, you know, that was the only legal streaming option for a lot of these series, was to pay <laughs> a very large amount of money, uh, at least for a pure anime streaming service. And that seemed to uh, not quite work out in Amazon's favor. I'm assuming they'd had very low subscriber numbers. We don't know any of the details. We just know that it did not work out. Uh, before the service shut down, there were some uh, some leaks from internally within Amazon saying that the uh, the service was either going to be completely reworked or they were just going to get rid of it. 
and I guess Amazon decided on the latter. However, that doesn't mean that those shows are just gone. Um, it basically worked out how uh, people were hoping it would, and they have integrated all of those shows into the standard Amazon Prime membership. So if you have Amazon, should have been done. yeah, that's how it should have been from the start. So if you have Amazon Prime, you now have access to all of these shows. The only thing that we don't know is that going forward, how Amazon will be treating their licenses, if they will still be seeking out, you know, major licenses, or if they're just not even going to try anymore. I don't know. I mean, they have the money. Of course they like, do. Um, it's like, what are you going to lose? And apparently. <laughs> Um, Amazon Video in Japan, um, Anime Strike. I don't know if Anime Strike was actually a thing in Japan. I think it like the anime may have just been part of Prime already over there. Maybe wrong, but uh, I feel like I, I had read that somewhere. So, and apparently the their streaming of anime was doing pretty well in Japan. So hopefully that means we'll continue to get some you know some licenses through them. I know that Prime is a little bit of an expensive service, but, uh, you know, it is, uh, it's a good service, and if you already have it, hey, free anime. So, either way, I do feel that that uh, kind of worked out in the end, how it should have. They That was just not a very smart move on Amazon's part to charge an additional fee on top of, uh, of Amazon Prime. Though I will say that it is extremely difficult to find anime in Amazon Prime Video because they don't have a separate category for it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they'll change that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's ridiculously cumbersome. Like, unless you know the name of a series, you can't just go and browse their anime selection. Right. And I don't know, but they, they have a lot of other things separated by category, and so it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, um, I, I didn't understand, like, how it was... They just had a separate thing for anime anyway. Like, if they wanted to target towards the people who just want anime, but then you just want, but then you still have to get Prime. Um, so, I yeah. mean, it, it seems like if Netflix had like a, their own separate subscription for anime or something, or even Crunchyroll for their <laughs> anime and dramas too, because I know they have dramas, yeah something so, like that. Yeah, so it's like you have to pay a separate fee for a separate category of shows. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I I do think, like I said, that it, it worked out for the best. We'll just have to see how Amazon ends up handling mm-hmm. their anime going forward. But at least that means that uh, you don't have a double paywall to watch a lot of these shows now. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much uh, wraps it up for the news this week. And that will bring us to our best of 2017. So, starting out, we are going to begin with video games of 2017, and each of us have prepared our top three. So how we're going to do this is we're going to go down the line, and everyone is going to give their third place game, and after everyone's done, we'll go to second place, and so on and so forth. That way we can each discuss the order. So, first up is number three. Let's see, uh, Sean, what was your number three game for 2017? 
My number three. So before we begin, so if I do my number three and someone that's someone else's one or two, I guess they bring that up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. All right. Just so we don't keep talking about the same thing twice. Uh, my number three was Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. That's a good choice. Oi. Is that on someone else's list or just? That's one? on my list. All right. And which was it for you, Tommy? Mm. Tommy, you're supposed to already have this decided. I told you that. <laughs> I, no, see, I had mine wasn't in any any you particular can't be order. Given arbitrary. <laughs> then it doesn't matter then. <laughs> Leon, you fucked up. If you didn't have an order, it doesn't matter then. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it it it's there. It's um. It's my uh, number three. Uh, two. Okay. Okay. Number two. So, Sean, why why is it your your number three game for 2017? Somebody's cat is here. Uh, yeah, the, I don't uh, know. Special Somewhere guest. <laughs> it's cat block. <laughs> it's a cat outside. I don't know what's going on. It's not is my it, cat. Is it really a cat? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not it's, my cat. It's like really that. audible too. <laughs> yep. Nico Blanco. <laughs> Can you just like kitty, throw kitty. something at it to go would away? Would you like to pet the kitty? <laughs> Give yes. it some food. Yes, I would like to pet the kitty. Throw a doge at it, Liam. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that would solve anything. All right, Sean. So why is it your your number three? Uh it's a really good game, uh, frankly. But uh, I don't know. I just the the setting is really well realized in Horizon. Like I thought, and not just well realized, but it's just like super cool. With all the robot dinosaurs running around, the gameplay is uh, very well polished. I like the idea of running around with the bow and arrow, trying to take things down. I think using a gun is kind of overplayed nowadays. I using think a I feel like I'm so 2016. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm just always shooting a gun in like almost every single game. So it's kind of refreshing shooting a bow and arrow. Plus, and I course, feel like the the physics of the bow and arrow was really cool as well. Like it, yes. it felt yes, good. Yes, it was. It felt like it worked very much. So, yeah, like every there's different arrows that you could have elemental to it. You can use the arrow to kind of stagger the enemy or pin him down. So there was a lot of like variety and versatility you could do with the arrow, which I thought was really cool. Um, story wise, was pretty good too. I really liked the the concept overall. The story, uh, the characters were cool and well realized. I think I mentioned this before, but the NPCs still talk way too much. Yeah, I feel like we um, talked about that on one of the casts before. Yeah. But the main story is pretty know. solid. Um, Liam, what did you think? Um, Overall, I really thought it was... <sighs> it could have been a very easy game for them to mess up, because they, uh, their history, Gorilla Games, their history before this was basically Killzone. Right. And Killzone has always been a, you know, depends on the person type of series. You either like it or you don't. So them going into a completely different genre, action adventure, uh, no shooting whatsoever, uh, mm-hmm. with a gun anyway. Um, uh, no, at least in my opinion, no real focused main character. Like um, like Aloy, yeah. I don't uh, think Killzone had previous a, games had a main character per se. I mean, they had one, but you know, it wasn't really eh, character driven. Was, yes, forget, yeah, it, was, it wasn't character driven at all. They were 
eh at best. So I thought they did a great job on their first outing. You know, it came with a strong character. Doesn't didn't matter if she was a woman or not. She is a woman, but you know, um, I think because of that, they ended up creating one of the better characters of last year. Uh, some people like to you know say. She wasn't because of whatever reasons. I don't know. Would, you look on, uh, around at the internet. I would think that she was, and she's also pretty iconic as well. She wasn't. A, yeah, she wasn't annoying. Yeah, that's either. too. That's too. And they had a good. They had a great, not a good, a great voice actress behind her. I think she was a big hit. I think she. You almost could say like she's kind of shaping up to be like a yeah. mascot. Yes. For PlayStation. Yeah. I think she it, it would be deserved, well deserved, I think. Because they haven't had one for quite a while now. Yeah, I mean like when I was at uh E3 last year and I was at the the Sony store just checking out their merch, like you would see like little plushies and you have like Ratchet and Kratos. And on the shelf there was uh Aloy also. Yeah. And I think she fits in very well with Sony's other mascot characters too. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, and one thing that also stood out from the very get-go of the game was the music. I absolutely adore the main theme of Horizon. I'm not sure what it's called. I'm guessing it's called the main theme. But it's so... <sighs> Sean would probably understand. You... Shay, what, do you mean by... what do you mean by main theme? Like the song? Yeah, the it plays on the title screen mm-hmm. and it also plays it plays during a very pivotal pivotal scene near the end of the game mm. and everything comes comes to you know I honestly don't remember the soundtrack too well for the game mm. I haven't finished it but I mean yeah. I, I did like the soundtrack I won't say that it was the most memorable thing though that I did like that main theme but like, yeah. the soundtrack was good it, it, but it was it was sort of generic at times, but it wasn't in a way that that took away from the game. It just I didn't feel like that the soundtrack added a ton to the game. I can I can agree with that. It's I would just single out the main theme mm-hmm. and their use of it within the game beyond the title screen, because it, uh, like I mentioned, like they. It, it was one particular pivotal scene where they used it, and because of that, it became even more emotional. You understood, like, wow, so this is what Horizon Zero Dawn is. Because you, you would play the game up until that point wondering, what the hell does Zero Dawn mean? Mm-hmm. And then once, they, once it's revealed, you're like, it just blows you away. Once the once this um this song kicks in as well, I'm like, okay, that was pretty, pretty well done, pretty well executed. So this may be a stretch, but for me, a lot of the things that I liked about that game were obviously like the the exploration and yes, finding like little clues throughout the game, like you're kind of like piecing the story together. And mm-hmm. it reminded me, I don't know why, but it reminded me a lot of the original Infamous in the way that you didn't know like how or why 
you had these powers and like what led to that and uh, you kind of like okay. you know found piece by piece by piece um the the truth and i feel like horizon yeah. was similar in that that aspect and i really i never really thought about it before but i really like games that do that because it keeps me coming back when you when you have to put the story together yourself it's not just hand fed to you yeah i can agree with that um especially uh when it comes to you know Aloy's being treated as you know certain things happen in the game and you're like well why can't she do this why does she have access to something you know that's clearly thousands of years old and once you find, you figure that out, it's like, mm, all right, it all makes sense, and it makes proper sense. But um, yeah, uh, like I said, it was my number two. Number it was two, really, really well done. <laughs> uh, I'm really, I unfortunately haven't gotten to play the um, uh, the Frozen Wilds yet. Uh, no. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that doesn't take place after the end of the game. It takes place before no. the end of the game. Correct. Okay. So if it's like you can play it if whenever. Yeah. So but, if you haven't yeah. already finished the game, can you just play it like you would part of the regular story? From what I remember reading, you can just go right into it. It's like it like it pops up on the map. You're like, oh, okay, so it's, the quest is over there, and then yeah, gotcha. and then you go to to the frozen wilds. Okay, so that's pretty cool. That's on my list to play soon, but you know, it, it released during a time when I was already in the middle of something else. So yeah, it came out right in the middle but, of the fall game season. So yeah, yeah. So, but I will hopefully be able to talk about mm-hmm. it like within a month or two. Cool. Yeah, I haven't played the game myself, but. I, I've been wanting to play the game for a while. It's just I've I've been playing other games, but now that the the complete edition is coming out, uh, I might want to pick yes. that up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good deal too. I mean, the fact that you get everything yeah. cheaper than the original game was. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess I should preface by saying it's not on my top three, though it was probably an honorable mention. All right, so next up, I guess. Uh, Eric, what was your number three? Uh, well, I was trying to think of what I was playing. There was a lot that I picked up, but didn't actually play or finish completely. Like I picked up Uncharted: Lost Legacy. I played South Park: uh, Fractured Butthole, but didn't get too far into it because I kept changing <laughs> games. But um, but for my third place, um. It was one of these games that I didn't finish, but it is Cuphead. Um, okay. So I did play a lot of it, and I would say I was like halfway through or something. There's like four maps, and but, but each map there's tons of bosses, because um, basically that game is like a boss rush game. You're just fighting a lot of bosses, and there's a couple of uh, running gun side-scrolling uh, levels. But yeah, it's basically just you're fighting a bunch of tough bosses left and right. So I spent a lot of time just trying to like learn all their patterns, get good at it. Um, it's really fun. Like it's it's a kind of game where um, it's not too difficult. I mean, I, I know it's a lot of people say it's like really freaking hard. It is, but 
I don't think it's that hard to the point where it's just like you can't do it. Um, I think that's why I always like come back to it because even if you fail, like they'll tell you straight up, you know, at the game, uh, the game over screen, it'll say this is how far you got, and it's and it'll tell you like, yeah, it's like from the start to finish, (laughs) this is how far you got. That sucks. Right, but it's kind of like a motivator, like oh, you're this close, right? So I'm like, okay, like I can I can do it. So you just keep going at it, and you figure it out, and then you get really good at it, and then you beat it. So it's really satisfying. How many times did you swear? Um, I don't <laughs> playing through this game. I don't know. I wish I wish they told me how many times I swore, but there is a there is a place in the on the map that tells you how many times you died. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it counts retries, but like how many times you got game uh. overs. Oh man. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's really good. The gameplay is great. Uh, animation, I mean, animation music, I think that's self-explanatory. It's really, really amazing. Yeah, I think that people that even that have not even touched that game can tell that the animation and, and the music as well are top-notch. Yeah, it's, it doesn't yeah. feel like a game at, <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, hopefully I can... Uh, get back into it i mostly played it with my friend because there's there's co-op but i'm gonna try to tackle the rest of it myself how is the uh the co-op i actually haven't checked that out it's as tough as like i guess battle toads not i guess maybe not as crazy as battle toads but Mm -hmm. there's a lot more stuff on screen obviously but that is the hardest part because it looks great but there's just like lots more bullets coming at you on the screen so you have to watch. Sometimes I get confused, like which character I am, because the only so difference it, is like one's red, one's blue. If if one of you dies, is that do both of you, like is that is that it, or can um, you stay alive? One of you stays alive, and if that happens, you can save the other person. Oh, like the, nice. the, there's okay. a there's a portion where if, when you die, the, your ghost or your soul like flies upwards, like up on the screen. So you have a certain moment where you can jump and save them. That's pretty awesome. Oh, I didn't know the that. parry. Yeah. yeah, the parry. Cool. Yeah. I want to play that as well. Awesome. Yeah. Gotta prepare yeah. myself. That made me open up Steam <laughs> and update it. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, that's a good choice. Very good. Number three. All right. I'll go ahead and go with my uh, number three, and then we'll we'll let Tommy tell us, even though he's already gotten to go for number two. Um, my number three was uh, near a tomato. I'm sorry, wait, uh, near automata. Oh, that's my number two. Ah, okay. So, um, so for those of you not familiar, uh, near is part of a series that originally debuted on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and was created by uh, Yoko Taro, who did the uh, Drake and Guard series. Nier, however, is very different than Drake and Guard, so don't go and play those expecting it to be like Nier. Um, uh, Automata is pretty different as well from the first Nier, so... uh, it's kind of its own thing. Quite. Like I wouldn't even really say that you need to play the first one to play this one. <laughs> Sean, did you have you played the first one? No, I have not oh, actually. Okay. I was actually wondering before you spoke um, how similar it was it's, to this I one. I mean, it, 
certain characters in Automata yeah. do appear in Is it like the same plot? No, no, setting? no. No. Um, it's like there are connections and obviously it's like the same world, but uh, it's pretty different. Like it's still a great game. Mm. I really liked the original Nier. Um, it has an awesome sound. It's the same setting with like the androids on in space and all that. Uh, like it, the, it's connected. <laughs> okay. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but it's the, obviously the same uh, creator, same director, uh, same composer for the music. So the music is really good. Oh man! Yeah. So anyway, yeah. um, so. Uh, back to Automata. That game, ton of fun. Uh, kind of uh, on a similar note to uh, to Cuphead, it can be very difficult, especially if you play it on the higher difficulty settings, but it doesn't have to be. Um, that's kind of up to you. My favorite thing about this game was just the variety of different gameplay types throughout the game. You could feel like you were playing a completely different game depending on where you were uh throughout your progression and uh that that was awesome and then overall just the uh the narrative of the game it's not something that you normally see in a video game number one and number two it dealt with some very interesting issues as well and uh same thing that's not something you see a lot in a video game and then obviously uh, the main character wasn't too bad to look at. So, Sean, how did, how, oh, baby. How, how did you feel about this game? Uh, I have to say I used the self-destruct option quite a lot while playing. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I did. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of different game styles throughout when you're playing. You can either do like the hack and slash and all of a sudden you'll do like a over the head shooter with the when you're in the flight mode with the mecha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um or the hacking mini games if you're playing as um the the boy um 9S. Uh, 9S, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of like different there's a lot of variety in the the play styles when you're playing. It will just shift very suddenly too. Or like even when you're playing 2B for example, you're, one second you're doing like the standard hack and slash stuff then it'll become like a side scroller all of a sudden yeah so and it was very fluid really cool. as well like it it didn't feel it was, like yes. you were suddenly thrown into this crazy new world it it made sense yes yes i agree yeah. and bullet hell too right yes <laughs> oh i still remember that from the demo yeah so the, the combat is really fun too i like the 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 um the very swiftness of the action, and I like the different play styles you had. You can change between the sword or the spear or the 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 fisticuffs, the the bare hand stuff. Oh yeah, I guess so we should cool. mention that the uh, uh, this game was developed uh, well, Square Enix and Platinum Games, and that's part of why the combat is as good as it is because that's what Platinum does. And yeah, the combat is very fluid and very fun to just do and watch. Yep. I think it's pretty uh, easy to pick it up as well. At least I thought that it was. Like I didn't feel like it was unintuitive. No, no, it's very easy to pick up. I agree. The combos are pretty easy for the most part. Um, I like the story a lot too in the the game. I liked how you had a different perspective for each path you had. And once you play like all three main paths, the whole story comes together as it overlays. Mm-hmm. 
You mean um, is this the roots? Roots A, B, and C, right? Billy? Yes, A, B, and C. Okay. Yep. Those are All the right. three main roots. Uh, I didn't really have as much fun playing as 9S because the hacking minigames kind of get boring after a while because it's kind of the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's true. But I did like seeing the story from his perspective because I feel like, at least towards the end, I mean, most of his playthrough is like 80% the same as 2B's story, but like towards the end, it, they really start to shake things up a lot. And they, they drop a major bomb at the end of his ending. Yeah, and you get to... Being able to see that perspective from him, I, I thought that was really cool. Yes. And I end up liking uh, A2 a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I did too. I would have liked more on her character, actually. Just like her her uh, her past and like what she went through. See, that was my issue with her. was like I liked her, but I don't know you don't obviously you don't get as familiar with her as the other characters you don't unfortunately i mean and she, she's been there like a lot longer she's been deployed there on earth a lot longer than 2b and 9s mm-hmm. and so there's like this whole thing with the other androids she went through yep. and you really only get a glimpse of that when you read like the uh there's like this text side thing you can kind of read through where she's uh kind of fighting with the other resistance members mm. <clears throat> So I kind of wish they went into that more. But, like, she was an interesting character, too, and I like how she kind of, like, inherited... I don't spoil it, actually, so... <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. But I li- I liked her character overall, and I liked how... It was interesting how everything came together at the end. I agree. I feel like the, uh, the ending... It made sense, and... I was really crazy when... It's not really a spoiler, yes, but when you're, it's like the last act, and you're, it's at this point you're in root C, so it's like you're A two, but you're also controlling nine S at the side because you kind of kind of you can kind of control both. Oh yeah, yeah. Alternatively, and that last like, um, kind of like that last act where you're fighting the boss, and then you fight the same boss. It's like the it's like a clone of the other boss, like a duplicate, mm-hmm. and you fight it as nine S. And you're fighting them both simultaneously as it kind of shifts focus every few minutes. Yeah. And that was super awesome. It was, yeah. And then, like, when you're depleting... And then when you finally beat it, uh, both characters come together side by side. Yeah, yeah. Just that transition was really cool. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was crazy. I really liked that. That was super anime. Super. <laughs> that's why I like it yep. so much. But the execution of the game is just... It's just so good. It is. It really is. Yeah, that that game too like it um it, it's a very good looking game i don't want to say like it's the most graphically impressive game um it obviously doesn't look as good as something like horizon but uh, it still mm. looked really good and the style was done very well and uh i i love the uh all of the concept art as well because i really like akihiko yoshida who has also done a lot of work on final fantasy and um, just the character designs and everything like that were all very cool. Um, yeah. So I, that was my number three, and you said that was your number two, Sean? Yes, cool. that was my number two. All right, so that only leaves uh, Mr. Leon for his number three. Ah, yes. My number three would be Neo. Oh, uh-huh. 
that game, that game. <laughs> it was quite the ride, to be quite honest with you. Um, I had been wanting something in the vein of um, Onimusha for quite a while. And what I ended up getting was something probably even better than Onimusha and New Onimusha. So, um, I don't know if you guys got to play the beta when it was out um, early last year. I think it was. But, um, yeah, it was, it's a very, it was around this time last year, I think, actually. I think so, yeah. It It's a very rough game, as in... The normal enemies are probably more terrifying than the bosses. <laughs> because... Um, when you fight, it's like, okay, one hit, you might, you'll survive it. But depending on what enemy type it is, one hit and you could probably die. And so, well, full disclosure, I played this game. I last looked at the total amount of hours, 177 hours. Keep in mind, I probably beat the game about 80 hours in. So that means I played new plus, 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 plus so far. I haven't played the final plus yet. So I've beaten the game one, two, three, four, four times. And there's one more difficulty that is even harder than the previous four. So this game, I played the majority of it with a friend. Um, and... I would say that you can play the single player, but if you have a friend, try it with them, and I think it would be a totally different experience. It's really fun. Um, I don't. Know, it's so much. It's so much to say. It's. It takes place during the um, the ending part of the sound of the Sengoku. Is it again? Oh my god! Yes, the Sengoku era. So you're seeing people like um, Nobunaga, even mm. technically he isn't supposed to be alive around Date. that time. You're seeing Date, yeah. Masamune, all of that. Your um, Hanzo <laughs> is there. <laughs> Hanzo and his cat that he uses as a clock that's hidden in his breast pocket. I'm like, what? He's probably the most insane character in there. Um William is the main character. Apparently, he's based off a real samurai named William that existed around that time. I haven't looked into it deep myself. Um, they also have a character in this, uh, a black samurai, who I know is based off a real character, uh, not a real character, a real person, um, who... Uh, Served under Nobunaga. But, um, to cut things short, it was a very, very good game. It's so well done. Team Ninja really listened to the players because the beta, I think they had like three betas. And they wanted to know, you know, what did you think about the difficulty? What did you think about the, um, the, uh, the items? Um, 
placement of bosses, all, all sorts of things like that, of enemies, and they refined it all up until uh, release, and they put a really well-polished product. Um, it's something that I wish more people played. I, I, I haven't talked to, with many people about it, because, you know... It, uh, is it... Um, does it play like... Um... Like Dynasty Warriors, but then there's like more to like a story. No, not at all. Dynasty Warriors, no. It <laughs> plays more like I don't want to say Dark Souls. It has similarities to it's, Dark it, Souls, it's, but it's not. Okay. It's or is it like it's not, it's not it's Dark more, Souls. like the like the modern Ninja yeah. Gaiden games that they did? Uh, there's a little bit of that. It's, it's a yeah, it's a bit of that. It's more. It's definitely quicker than Dark Souls. More action paced. Mm. So. You would probably pick it up quicker than you would Dark Souls. It's as punishing because, like I mentioned before, enemies can kill you in two to three hits if you're not careful. But you get to the point where you can run through a level in probably less than five minutes. Hmm. Whereas in your first time around, it will take you probably 30 to 40 minutes. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. If you die, put that to an hour, <laughs> an hour or so. So, it's it's uh, it's the story was solid, um, but the highlights for me were the gameplay, the bosses, the characters. Um, you know, you're you're being introduced to all of these historic characters, especially if you're not from quite familiar with, you know, um, Japanese history and the Sengoku era. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a really, really good game that I would recommend anyone checking out, even if you don't really like tough games. You will get it. it it'll click eventually after you die. Hmm. A lot. <laughs> say, say it like that. But like I said again, it is a single-player game, but I would recommend sometimes playing with a friend because you will encounter some very, very unique situations in this game with a, with a friend. And uh, it was probably one of the best supported games of last year with DLC because it had uh, three DLC packs uh, as a part of its season pass, and all three were excellently done. Great story, great levels, everything. So they improved it. They gave you free stuff. They added like three or four different weapon types. They added tonfas, odachis. can't remember. Something, something else that they added into the game. They put so much into that game. And I honestly cannot wait until they announce a sequel. There will be a sequel. That much I know. Yeah, I imagine there will be. And it sold very well, too for that type of a yeah. game and for a new IP. Yep. So, yeah, PlayStation killing it. Horizon and Neo. That is... And I think it also came to PC, uh, right? Before it the end did. of the year, right? Yeah. But I would say PS4. PS4 is the, is the one to get. Because there's also an online aspect to it. Not really that you're connected. You have to stay connected, but there's a... Um, Something in the game where you fight other people's dead bodies, 
So, oh, so yeah. that would be like the Dark Soul kind of part. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, that's my number three, Neo. Very cool. All right. So now we've done all the number threes, a couple of number twos. Interesting that uh, no one's number one has been anybody else's uh, two or three. Hmm. We'll see. So what number ones end up being. <laughs> so moving on, I guess. Uh, Eric and I are the only ones who haven't done our number twos. So, uh, Eric, what was your second place game for 2017? So my second place is uh, Sonic Mania. Ah. Um, so I am a big fan of the Sonic series. I grew up, my first system was uh, Sega Genesis, so I basically grew up on Sonic, uh, Sonic 2. Um, so it was really nice to just go back to the old school gameplay um like really make it feel like the physics the physics are back and everything um it was it was a game for fans and made by fans basically so it was really <laughs> awesome um i really liked how they they mixed up uh the classic levels so it was like you start in one zone first and then uh as you get halfway through the zone it kind of just branches off and becomes its own kind of thing for a bit and then when you get to part two of that zone it just becomes completely different and off the wall like it introduced new new things new mechanics um so yeah it's really cool um I'm trying to get an example um there's there's a oil ocean zone from sonic 2 that comes back um nice. and if you remember that it's like the whole place is like well, it's an, an ocean full of oil, basically. Um, but in the part two, where it's just remixed, it adds fire. So, oh yeah, yeah. So when the fire touches the ocean, it all just goes on fire, like the entire ocean gets erupted in flames. So it's really cool. Um, and they add like smoke stuff, so you have to like turn turn off um, turn off the smoke because the fog just the smog just. Um, it blocks the screen, so stuff like that. Um, so very invent- inventive ways to change up the the zones. Um, the, the new drop dash was a cool mechanic. I didn't use it that much because they didn't really tell me how to use it. Um, I kind of had to just fiddle around with it. But I think it's mostly useful for speedruns, which you know, I guess that's good for speedruns. Um, yeah, I had, I didn't like I didn't fully like see all like the I think there's like a secret there's a secret uh final level that I didn't get to. Um I did beat it regularly, but I need a I still haven't collected all the Chaos Emeralds. So, I want to go back to the game some at some point and do that. Um but yeah, it's a really cool throwback um and I would say yeah, it it was the best game Sonic had in very very long time like almost 20 years um and then they 20 years <laughs> yeah like yeah, a really stellar years. game 20 years you mean 2d well i think in general bit because i mean the i really like sonic adventure too but it's not a good game yeah. a lot of the yeah it's not nothing can really be generations but. was good generations was fine it was okay but the not exactly like what I was, what I was hoping for. It's been a um, long time since we've had a Sonic game that was like 
a full package Unanimously. like it hit every box and and mania i think does that even though i haven't finished it yeah but i everything that i've played of that game i absolutely enjoyed like yeah, i want to play it yeah it looks good it plays how you want a sonic game to play and it, it i don't know it's it's yeah. very polished as yeah well. yeah it's super fun um yeah there's a lot of cool references like neat stuff that fans will pick up um yeah um yeah so yeah i definitely say it was the best they had for a long time and then they kind of ruined it by releasing forces yeah. But uh yeah, I hope so I hope that they do uh, like a Sonic Mania 2 um and then adds uh, Definitely. lots and more. Sure yeah. Know. Music's awesome too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I loved the uh the little animated intro that they did for it as well. That was awesome. Yes, Ooh. that was very very awesome. Yep. And that was actually uh done by the artist of that uh that Sonic Mega Drive comic that they did. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I feel like it was a, like a short run. It wasn't part of the main Sonic comic series, but uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was really really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So that is Eric's number two. So for myself, um, my number two for 2017 was The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and uh, oh. I. Uh, put a lot of time into that game i still haven't finished it entirely but uh i've probably (laughs) got about uh 60 hours i would say maybe a little bit more than that 60 to 70 hours i think that's Mm. more than enough to talk oh yeah yeah i mean put it in your list my my issue with that game and the reason i haven't finished it is there's just so much to do and yes i i also really enjoy just kind of like picking it up every now and again and so it's nice to have not finished it and be able to you know play through a few hours and just enjoy the game and so i'll you know i definitely plan on completing it it's not one of those games that i want to leave unfinished but uh and all the dlc is now out as well it is yes mm-hmm. and so i look forward to so playing that too. right into that yep mm-hmm. uh so breath of the wild uh, released on switch and wii u earlier this year or last year, <laughs> um, it's just <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Uh, so my favorite things about this game, I've always been a Zelda fan. I can't say that it's been like my favorite Nintendo franchise, but it's definitely up there. Given that it's one of their more prolific games, I feel like Breath of the Wild takes the majority of the things that make the other games in the series good and brings them into obviously an open world setting and it does it well um the gameplay is solid the world is very interesting there's a lot of things to do a lot of things to explore um i personally really like the weapon system and uh i guess like the uh, the cooking slash crafting system that's fun yeah it's fun and it's there's a lot of variety to it I don't mind that my weapon breaks after a certain period of time because it makes me be smart about how I'm going to approach battles. It makes me think about, you know, okay, I need to conserve this weapon, so I'm going to, you know, try not to use it. And so it, it it makes the game more challenging in a way because you can't just go in with your 
your best sword at all times and uh, beat everything, at least until you get to a certain point in the game. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Then you've got your... Uh, and this is not any kind of spoiler because it's a Zelda game. You eventually get the, the Master Sword. So. Of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, my only complaint with that game is the story is a bit light because it is an open world game and they they lean on that open world aspect to keep you interested and it does so i can't say that it you know i completely fault them for it but given the story based nature of zelda games in the past i do feel like it was lacking a little bit on that front and then number 2 it doesn't have the traditional zelda dungeons that you've come to expect and I feel like those would have been a great addition to the game. They would have worked in the setup of the game, and it would have added that extra layer of, I guess, just what you expect from Zelda, what feels familiar about a Zelda game. And Breath of the Wild doesn't really have that. And I don't know. I can't say that it negatively affected my uh my opinion of the game, but I would have liked to have had those things. Yeah, I can understand. So, but, you know, the rest of the game really makes up for it, and uh, you know, while the story was a bit lighter than the other games, I still really enjoyed it for what it was. It was a cool addition to the Zelda timeline, um, especially when you kind of uh, learn about uh, what brought Hyrule to the current state that it's in. Um, during Breath of the Wild, and I'm really curious to play the uh, the Champions DLC um, to get uh, to learn a little bit more about the uh, the Champion characters because they were really cool, and uh, in my opinion, one of the more interesting things that they added in this game. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's also awesome that you can play it on the Switch. Um, it's a great game to play on the go. Because, as I said, it is a very long game, so you can kind of just, you know, pick it up and, you know, work through a a short, you know, play session and make some progress. And uh, it looks great on the Switch. Visually, it's a very nice-looking game. Obviously, it's not uh, going to blow away these other games on our our lists, like something like Horizon and uh, even Nier. Because, uh, you know, the Switch hardware is not quite at the level of a PlayStation 4, but they made very good use of it, and when you're playing the game, I can't say that there's ever really a time that I feel like, oh, I don't think that looks good. They, the stylized nature of the game really worked well for them. And, uh, I agree. yeah, that's pretty much it for my, uh, my number two. So... Mm. Now, the moment everyone has been waiting for. Number one for 2017. Let's go ahead and let's see. I guess we can just kind of go in the order we started with with the uh, the number threes. Uh, Sean, what was your number one? My number one for 2017 is, unsurprisingly, Persona 5. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I never saw it coming. <laughs> I think everyone saw it coming. And I think I'll just go ahead and say yes. That is my number one as well. Uh. Did you beat it, Leon? 
No, 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 not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a reason why I asked that question before we started. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That if it matters how many hours you put into uh, this game. I imagine you put in a lot of hours into it. Uh, close to 90 hours. Yeah, yeah that's good enough. <laughs> it's like, yo, this game is long. <laughs> yeah, that game is, I think I, clo- I think I mentioned it in a previous episode, I clocked in at 110 hours for my final oh, playthrough. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. That's a long game, and such a good game, too. I've always, I was always, there's a few times I wanted to replay the game, but because it's so long, I can't. Mm-hmm. You probably would go through it way faster now. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, but, like, if I were even to speed run through it, I'd probably still be, like, 80 hours or something. Like, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Which I, I can't invest that much time for another playthrough, unfortunately. But the game is so good, it's so fun to play, um, especially for a JRPG, which is not my, like, top genre of choice typically when i play video games mm-hmm. there it's a lot of it's the longevity of the playthroughs and like the grinding and the the battle systems tend to become like a chore eventually um but i think persona 5 especially managed to overcome all of that it's super fun to play it's easy to get into uh even for a casual player in terms of like rpgs for example like myself like it doesn't really feel like you're really grinding when you're doing a lot of the I agree. Uh, fights and stuff like that because it's just so fun to play. You you yeah. really progress naturally throughout the game. Yeah, they sort of discourage grinding in Persona <laughs> yes. 5. In a way, based on how it's set up, the palace, and mm-hmm. how long you could be in there before you run out of... Um, is it SP? SP, right? Yeah, SP. Sure, yeah. Yeah, before you run out of that and you start running into problems. Yeah, I would agree. Well, once you get that, you can get the thing from Takemi, which kind of refills your SP every turn. Yeah. Which I did. Yeah, that too. But no, even like the the like the mini like enemies, like the the fodder you face, like it's fun to fight against them because there's that. Uh, the combat's super fun. The presentation of the aesthetics and all that, and the cinematics uh, when you're fighting—they're really fun to yeah. watch and they're super fluid. And there's that that um, the gameplay mechanic where you you're, you're able to like convince Persona to join you, kind of like a Pokemon mechanic. Oh yeah, the, uh, the negotiation. That was yeah. great. Yeah, the negotiation stuff too. It, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they went back mm-hmm. to the SMT roots with that. Yeah. How would you uh, compare it with? Uh, like Persona 4. Um, it's very much in the same vein as Persona 4. Um, in terms of... I mean, yeah, the gameplay is pretty much similar. I think they added a few new gameplay mechanics, like the um, the gun thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. what it's called, which is pretty cool. Um, I like the combat the system tagging. better in 5 than 4. I'll just say that straight out. The tagging... The tagging is, is mm-hmm. so much more fluid. That is game. so awesome. Oh, it's so smooth to tag, or it's it's kind of cumbersome in four, I think. But here it's just it's very fluid. It it's very seamless when it happens in five. Um, and the I do like the I feel like I like the characters and cast a lot more personally in P five compared to P four. Oh. Maybe that's just me, I don't know, but... I can see where I you're thought, coming from. I thought they were a lot more likable and, enga- and engageable, personally. Where... They're a bit I less feel uh, like... Scooby-Doo, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, in P4, they're kind of tied down by their tropes yeah. a bit too much, in my opinion. Like, they're still... I mean, P4 had a good cast, and they're very likable, but they're kind of one-sided in a lot of ways. But I feel like P5, they're a lot more fleshed out. They felt more like real people, I guess, right. is the best way to put they it. they did. They did, yeah. Yeah. Especially certain characters like Makoto... Ah, yes, Makoto. Nice. Oh, so you're a Makoto guy, Leon? <laughs> I mean, so who isn't? So I guess that's the question for both of you. <laughs> who is who is best girl in Persona 5? So, uh, if I had to pick one, <laughs> I mean, my top two are Makoto and Takemi, but my number one would be Makoto. Oh. See, it's kind of... See, uh, when you got to choose between Makoto and Becky, that's, that's a hard choice. Becky's really good. Uh, that's a difficult choice. <laughs> so I can't say. I'll probably mention it in the future, but I haven't made the choice in-game yet. So. <laughs> yeah, I made, so, the, I made the bold choice of going all-in. Oh. It's like, I, it's like <laughs> I, haven't go, I haven't gone all-in yet. <laughs> I went all-in, and it, uh, let me just say it just backfired at the end. Yeah, I've seen a few pictures of that. Oh, so. you went all-in. No. I went all-in. I told you. I went double we or nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> like you knew yeah, how... <laughs> I know, but I had to. Oh, boy. As an anime harem protagonist, I to. If you went back and played through it again, how do you think you would do that? Um, I think... I mean, I kind of seen all the end routes for all the the female characters. Mm. I mean, in terms of like romance, as much as like I like Makoto's character, like I think she's the best girl. Her romantic uh, side story isn't as strong. Mm-hmm. I think personally, I think this the most interesting in uh, romance is Takemi's, or maybe really, uh, yeah, I think so. Hmm, I can see why based on her story up to where I, where I saw it. I liked hers, or maybe the teachers. Yeah, hers seems really yeah, interesting. Is... I haven't done a lot of hers, but it, it seems cool. The problem with Makoto is that it focuses too much on her friend for a good portion of it. Oh. So the focus isn't actually on her character for a lot mm-hmm. of it, which is unfortunate. Interesting. So, I mean, I th- yeah, that could have been stronger, I thought, but I, I still mm-hmm. like her character overall as the best one. Yeah, I can see. I can. I can see why. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, my number one. The soundtrack is probably the best of 2017. It yes. could be debated that Nier I think it's comes hands very, down very close the best. Near is a good to... second place, but yeah, this but is hands I, down the best one for me. It's like I loved all of the music that almost all of the music that came out last year, but Persona Five, I didn't get tired. What, I've at least fought at least 200 plus battles, and I never once got tired of hearing that song? Yeah. You never, see? It's like, come <laughs> on. And it, you're bopping? It's like, oh yeah. It's like, all right. It's like, you're, you don't notice that you're doing that? You're like, all right. It's like, let me stretch out this fight for as long as possible. <laughs> I was surprised then, at how hooked I was on the game. Like, I think for... If you played Persona 4, you, if you know Persona, you know P5 was, like, a big thing coming. But, like, when I actually got my hands on the game and started playing, I, like, poured so many hours in it every day. 
and like when I go to work the next day all I could think about like was like playing P5 when I got back home and like <laughs> what I would do because it's very much like P4 it's like a, a life simulator it is yeah where you kind of go to school you got to hang out with people to develop your bonds you got to do various chores and activities like oh should I go to the library today or maybe I'll go to the gym with this guy and like increase I, my read this book exactly and I'm always just like <laughs> you pretty much have to like plan the whole day or the whole week almost Pretty at much. times to see what stats you want to max out and you know sean gotta go i know that obviously it took you a lot of hours to beat the game but i feel like you know given how into it you were you beat it relatively quickly in terms of like days put into it uh yeah i think let's i want to say it took me like a month yeah that sounds about right i remember talking with you about it yeah, I, I remember speeding through it very quickly because I remember on previous episodes, I'm like, oh, did you guys get here yet? And you're like, oh, no, I'm on this <laughs> for, path. <laughs> for a little bit, we were all lined up, and then you just kind of sped, sped ahead of everyone. So <laughs> Yeah, even though they were like weekends, I'm just like, I don't want to go out. I just want to play Persona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like super hooked. Yeah. And, uh, the game is just so much fun to play. And it's, like I said, yep. I would love to replay it again. It's just like it, just too long. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's so well done. They craft everything. They make you feel so good. Like, when you infiltrate your first palace and that song starts up, I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> when you send that first uh, calling card. Yes. And you get that showdown, you're like, oh, boy, here we go. This is this is what we, we are to expect from this game. I feel like, like right. the beginning of Persona 5 may be the strongest beginning of of I guess between three and four and five, just because it gets you into the game like right away. You don't really have oh, the, um, just like you're you're into the combat, you're into the story, yeah. like mm-hmm. you're you're playing the game right away. And um, I really liked that. I, I I feel like with the other Persona games, it takes a while for you to get into really like gotten. In three and four, you probably spend a couple of hours before you even have your first fight, and yeah, and, you know, three is like what? An hour it's and it's half quite a while, two, I think. Maybe? And like, and as much as I yeah. love those, like five, it gets you hooked right away. And You're like, here you go. And I really like the that. music. Here's the battles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it shows here's you. The, uh... It shows you what's good about the game, like in the first thirty minutes, and you're like, okay, I have to, I have to keep playing like, this. I'm... And that's that's another thing, too, kind of like with with what Sean said, where it is a JRPG, usually you're like, okay, let me get through this. Uh, I'm going to have, like, 50 cutscenes, and it's going to take me this long to do this. I feel like that's another part that Persona 5 did well, was with how quickly you get into the action, um, you don't have to wait and see what what things are going to be like you you get to experience it right away and not a lot of jrpgs do that and i wish that they did yeah yeah well um a lot of companies have a lot to learn from atlas yeah it's cool the 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 way the story is told it's actually told through flashbacks essentially so Mm -hmm. when you actually start the game you're playing from the last act yeah the very end yeah (laughs) yeah which is very cool and then you're as you're being interrogated by one of the other characters you're essentially telling a story from how you recall it through a flashback 
I at first yeah. I wasn't quite sure how I would like that, but as the game goes on, like I I love the little like interrogation scenes and stuff like that. That yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Cool. So that's a uh, no. that's a big number one from Sean and Tommy. Um. So. Uh, I think I know your number one. You don't know my number one. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, Eric, do you do you want want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'll just go. Um, okay. <laughs> I know Eric's number one as well. Oh, let's let's see what it is. My number one is a very unconventional choice. Oh. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. It it's drop mix. Oh. So it is not. I mean, it kind of okay, is. Okay, that's a swerve. <laughs> <laughs> is that that counts as a video game? Well, it basically, I mean, it, I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's not like a traditional video game, but it's a video game. I mean, harmonics makes it. They, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a video game. Yeah, so that's a swerve. <laughs> what were you expecting? I was going to say Digimon. Digimon. <laughs> um, the only yeah. thing that came out last year was Next Order, but. Cyber. Oh no! Cy- oh, Cyber Sleuth was, was the Cyber The first, oh, first wow. one was 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I confused them there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, if you had never heard of Drop Mix before, it's uh, it's developed by Harmonix. So they made Guitar Hero One, Two, Rock Band series. Um. Yeah. So they collaborated with Hasbro to make this game, Drop Mix. So basically, it's the um, you have this board. Um, it's like a peripheral. It, it's the the base set. Basically, it comes with sixty cards. So it's a it's a card mixing game, music rhythm music game, <laughs> which sounds really strange at first. Is like is this like Yu Gi Oh music or whatever? Because there's five slots. You use you put cards. So you're on like them. a DJ. You're you a, a DJ. I mean, yeah. So um, <laughs> so the way it works is um, the peripheral. It connects with your um, with your smartphone through Bluetooth, um, and you, ha- you use the Drop Mix app um, to hear uh, to hear and play everything. Um, mm. So the way the game works is you have you have three different modes. There's Clash, so it's a one v one, one v two, or two v two. There's a party mode, and then there's freestyle mode, which I think that's what everyone's pretty much um, buying this game for is the freestyle mode, where you just play any five cards you want to create a mix and it's really cool because you have this you play your first card let's say it's like um call me Carly, maybe yeah carly richardson's call me maybe <laughs> like there's there's a card that has a different <laughs> instrument so like there's there's a call me maybe for the strings part or there's the vocals part so that those are separate cards so you play that then the then the peripheral, the board, will recognize it, and it'll play it. It'll show you this is the beats per minute. This is um, this is it's in this key, so it's like 120 beats per minute. It's in like G minor or or G major, whatever it is. Um, and then you play the next card, which could be from anything like, um, let's say it's Ricky Martin. So then the next card just adjusts itself to the first card. So now everything is synced. So you just keep playing cards, and then everything will be in sync, and it'll play this really interesting um, mix. And it does it all like 
automatically. You don't have to do anything else. It's really crazy. Mm. So I've messed around with the freestyle mode, um, but I haven't played the actual game mode. How does, like, if you were going to sit down and, and play it with someone, how does that work? Uh, so you have, so each player has um, 30 cards. It's, uh, well, if it's 2v2, it's 15 cards each. Each each deck is basically your playlist, um, and there's 15 cards in each playlist. So if you're playing, you know, one v one or two v two, you have your you have your deck, your playlist, and you each keep playing cards on the board to score points. Um, so it, every card has all these different colors, like there's green, yellow, red, blue, all these different colors. So they they are all um, coordinated on the board itself. Like you play the blue card over here where it shows blue, uh, red for red. Um, so that's where you place the cards, and each card has their own level, like level 1, 2, and 3. So you keep playing these cards, and every time you play a card, you, get a, you gain a point. Um, but um, at certain times, you can play for bonus points. Like if you play a color that hasn't been played yet, you'll get an extra point. Or if you play these, uh, there are white colored cards that have effects. Um, you can gain extra points or play an extra card or um, take away points from your opponent, stuff like that. Um, and then there's a button on the board itself where um, it's like your last resort, kind of. You can use that to take away a lot of points. Uh, so yeah, it is basically just like a battle to see who gets uh, 21 points is how you win. You get to score 21 points first. Mm. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's very uh, simple. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and at any time in freestyle or in clash, you can, if you like what you hear, there's a button on the app where you just, cl- you just click it and then it'll save the mix. And then you can share all your mixes, uh, with anyone. So, um, I've been, I've been doing that lately, sharing yeah, I've um, actually the mixes been, uh, I made. Yeah. I've been yeah. listening to the ones that you did on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah, cool. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I saw the, uh, on, um, Instagram the other day. Yeah. I've been just kind of throwing it a few places. Yeah. Yeah, that got me very interested. I'm like, yeah. I keep on hearing about this drop mix. Like, I hear about it I would like, s- maybe like every other week on the Kai cast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, because, yeah. I like, would. S- like, they're having sales on cards and all Oh, that. yeah, that's right. I forgot to mention. So, when this game came out, it was like 100 bucks for the base set. And that did turn me off because it was like, mm, 100. I don't know if I want to, like, you know, throw down on that. But it, it has been on sale for, like, since. Black Friday, I guess. It's been dropping to like 70, then 60, around 50. So I picked it up at that time. So it was a really good deal. Um, and they have um, expansion packs, like new playlists, new cards, um, just to add to the collection. And it's really cool. Um, yeah, but the, the videos that I share, you know, they don't, do, they don't do the mixes justice, honestly. Because um, those only last, they last less than a minute. You, you got to hear like the full minute but and then mm-hmm. when it loops again because that's when you can really hear it because sometimes when you have the mix it might not sound right like you're, you're not feeling it but then you just wait like wait a bit and then okay then you then you're, you're starting to get it now so so yeah it's kind of hard to not have something that sounds good unless it's mm-hmm. uh unless it's a uh, disturb like down with the sickness <laughs> that's <laughs> that that's a card and 
I, I should explain. There's a oh. it's a wild card. It's a multicolored. And when okay. you play a multicolored card, when all the other cards are already played, everything gets adjusted to that card. So everything oh. gets changed to to adjust to um, down with the sickness. So it sounds pretty gross, <laughs> but it's pretty funny too. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome though. I'm right. I'm really glad that that game has been popular because it's. I feel like it's a really cool idea. I want to check. Yeah, that out Harmonic still they still got it. They still got it. Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. um, seventy bucks. 70 yeah, bucks. I think it's worth that. Yeah. Plus, you can uh, if you keep up with video game deals, you can find those packs pretty cheap as well. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, they have a lot of exclusive store packs too. Like there's a Best I've Buy exclusive, yeah. Target exclusive. Just crazy. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with that, but on the other hand, I mean, hey, that's that can be fun sometimes. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is. Uh, Eric's number one, and I guess that uh, that leaves me, and it's only fitting that my number one is also the best game to come out in 2017. And I bet you Tommy probably has already predicted it, but <laughs> the best game of 2017 was Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Of just course. <laughs> what? That ain't pub. That was just an open access. It didn't really come out. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not even gonna take the time to explain PUBG because if you exist on the internet, you probably know what it is. But uh, it is a battle royale shooter, third person or first person. Um, so the most fun thing about this game to me is how much fun it is to play with other people. I haven't had as much fun as I've had playing PUBG in a very long time playing co-op or, you know, multiplayer. Number one, because the matches can last a decent amount of time, and so it can take a lot of, uh, of planning and teamwork to be able to make it to the end. And number two, the game just has, like, so many crazy situations that can occur. Um, Over-the-top stuff. And then, obviously, it has that little bit of a wonkiness to it where your car will flip five times and then you'll land and still be able to drive. Like, just random crazy stuff that you, you don't expect to happen. And when you're playing with a group of friends, obviously, it just amps that up. It's so much more fun. Um, I, uh, have played it mostly with, uh, friends of the cast, uh, uh, Flags and Bakuhasu, um, and, uh, it's, it's just a, it's a great time. Uh, every match, even though you're, there are only two maps in the game, every match feels completely different. Um, there, there's so much variety in the way that, uh, the matches progress, and I don't know, it's just, it's fun. And uh, it's been a long time since I've had that much fun with a shooter. And uh, it not feel stale after a few matches. I I can say that I could jump into a match right now and have just as much fun as my very first match. And there's not many games that I could say that about. Um, it is still in early access, and so it does have some jankiness. And st- is it? 
Uh, well, Isn't it is it on Xbox. 1. Yeah, I guess on PC it's not anymore. Um, I mean, so I can't really. What's a number? Yeah, yeah I can't really say. So the game itself runs fine now. So I, I don't have like any crashes or any weird stuff like that. So that's good. <laughs> um, but you do still get the weird. Sometimes you'll just like clip into a wall or something like that. Or like I said, your car will do some kind of crazy thing that it shouldn't be able to do. But part of that is kind of fun as well. Um, like as I mentioned, especially when you're playing with other people, because it just gives you hilarious moments that um, that everybody can enjoy. Um, also, too, one thing that I will say that I do think that this game does very well is the uh, the physics of the of the weapons. Um, it's it's actually very realistic and. Uh, the the closest thing I could say game wise is something like Battlefield, where they um, have have very realistic weapon physics. Uh, you know, with the bullet drop, and you actually have to take into account uh, the distance that you're firing, and so on and so forth. And number two, which I guess is kind of on that same note, is the the sound of the game um, is very realistic as to uh, where like you hear shots coming and how they'll actually like echo off of the terrain so if you're in like a more mountainous area um, you may not be able to tell where the gunshots are coming from uh, as easily um, it's it's you know uh, go ahead Tommy what's kind of crazy I've noticed some people can tell what type of gun it is from the side. yeah and so they I've heard people <laughs> that's crazy um, and a lot of modern shooters do this but they actually um, did sound capture from real weapons for the game and uh the all of the sound effects are are very well done um for a uh i guess an indie game which it is i mean it's an indie game uh, a lot of those aspects i was very impressed with so while on the surface the game may not be the prettiest and uh, it has a lot of weird you know like i said janky issues the underlying game and just like the amount of uh well, I guess the attention to detail with that with that sort of thing, with the weapons, with how they work, and uh, the sounds and everything is very impressive. And uh, I, I've just really, really enjoyed it. And I, even though I normally wouldn't put a game like that as my game of the year, the fact that I just had so much fun playing it really puts it above other games for me because... A lot of the times with uh, with multiplayer games, I feel like uh, the the nature of them, especially with something like, I don't know, like a Call of Duty or something like that, um, the way that the matches play out can, can be fun, but it, it gets stale. And um, I feel like with, with Player Unknowns, Battlegrounds, there is just... There's there's always something crazy that can happen. There's always a question of how long am I going to last in the match? And uh, when you're playing with 100 other people, you you never truly know. And uh, I don't know. It's it's a ton of fun when you get down to that last you know couple of players alive. It really gets your heart rate going. You know you are in a very small enclosed area with you know four or five other people. And sometimes you won't even know where they are, and it's it's crazy. It's it's you know gets your adrenaline going, 
and uh, you know when you do die, if you if you don't win, you still get a pretty good sense of accomplishment making it to you know the top four or five out of a hundred people. Um, even though a lot of people are just really stupid and will, will run right into like the heart of a city and die right away. <laughs> but um, but it, it's it's a great game. I I know that the game is not perfect and. I know a lot of people take issues with it and take issues with it uh, um, in terms of how it was, you know, an early access game and got a lot of flack for that. But uh, there's a reason why it has sold as well as it has. It's it's a great, just fun experience. And for $30, I mean, heck, man, I I would have gladly paid 60 for a game like that. I, I was very impressed. It's fun play it with some friends i think that you'll really enjoy it and uh Ooh. yeah that pretty much wraps it up for the best games of 2017 um as uh as this episode has uh ran a little bit longer um because i wanted everyone to be able to have time to talk about their their choices and uh i hope everyone enjoyed it um we are going to do a part two to this episode where we will talk about our top anime for 2017. And then we will uh, continue with our uh, impressions of the, uh, the winter season. So uh, please join us uh, very soon for the part two to this episode. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. And uh, as always, uh, you can... Uh, let me pull this up really quick. Sorry. <laughs> uh, as always, you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, you can also uh, directly find all of our episodes on allfiction.net. Um, follow us on social media at, uh, at allfiction.net, um, on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, you can uh, also follow us all individually, and we'll, uh, we'll throw all those in the show notes along with... Uh, all the other information from the cast so that uh, that wraps it up and we will see everyone next time have a good night confirmation denied <laughs>
Just to make it by. 